So right away, we're going to go into our next special guest of the evening, guys. Wow. I just saw Ad Astra last night. What a freaking amazing film. My gosh. Stars Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler, um, Ruth Nega, and also appearing in the film is our next guest, guys. We have actress extraordinaire Kayla Adams on the line. Kayla, are you with us? Hi, I am here. Hello. Hey. Kayla, good to have you on Below the Belt show. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm so, so your happy character offered Brad Pitt a pillow and a blanket, correct? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. So I'm sure um, a lot of women would love to offer Brad Pitt a pillow and a blanket. You got to do it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but you are right. Yeah, and it was a very expensive pillow and blanket, we might add. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool scene, by the way. How, it was really fun. How, okay. Really hard can, can I ask about the effects? How do how would yeah. we how do we how would he work that scene with the anti gravity? So I was on a wire. I was harnessed up and wired, so I am actually floating. And then you know they paint out the wires in post production. Right. But that took a lot of work and a lot of sweating in that very warm suit. <laughs> wow! How many takes are we talking to film that particular scene? Oh, we worked on that for days. So that that particular was, scene was filmed for for several days. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Milk in that Brad Pitt time. Yeah. <laughs> you're not complaining. <laughs> you're not complaining being in a closed room with Brad Pitt. I totally messed up, so I was like, "Do we need another day?" <laughs> so I got to admit, I worked with Brad Pitt just a week and a half ago on um, a skit for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and Fantastic. what a really nice guy. I mean, at first, I got to admit. You know, sometimes I get a little starstruck with certain celebrities. He's one of them. And just the nerves went away after I chatted with him. And he was really cool. And I told him what a great job he did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is prior to, to me of see, uh, seeing yeah. Ad Astra. Uh, what kind of vibe did you get from Brad working with him? This, the same as you. Yeah. I was, yeah, a little bit starstruck. I don't get starstruck a lot. But but with um, him you I did, did, right? Him. Yeah, yeah. I mean. For sure. Like, I watched him growing up as a teenager, you know. He was the heartthrob. So seeing him was, yeah, it caught me off guard. But then the same experience, he was so uh, uh, kind and gentle and just in the work. Right. And that was uh, such an honor to be a part of. He's just such a nice guy. He's very, very friendly. Wow. Did you talk a lot with uh, Donald Sutherland as well on set? I did. We're both Canadians, so we, we gushed about Canada for a while, so that was really fun. That's awesome. Nice. I love That's it. That's awesome. That, that, that movie proves it doesn't matter how old you are, you can go into space at any age. <laughs> space at any age. Sign me, <laughs> up, for, sign me up for space. No I mean, <laughs> imagine someone, uh, you know, someone at Donald's age saying, I want to go to the moon, and hey, no problem. You know? So do you find this to be a realistic future of the colonization of the moon? Uh, yeah, I, I, I Good. think it's kind of interesting. A lot of films kind of tend to predict some things that have happened in, in an odd way. Yeah. Um, whether or not this is one of them, yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Humans are so I'll curious, and then we want to populate and build, so you never know. I would love to see that. I mean, the fact that, 
it was colonized, and you 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 see the scene when they just get off um, the spaceship mm-hmm. or shuttle or whatever, and they enter and it's "Welcome to the Moon," <laughs> like like yeah. a sign that looks like a New York subway sign, and you see exactly. "Welcome to the Moon." It's like wow, it just kind of blew my mind. This could be a feasible future. Um, no it, doubt. You know, yeah. and no and that's what I loved about. I mean, even though. <coughs> You know, we didn't see aliens, you know, I guess it's, you know, a part of it, you know, I guess they didn't want to go that route for the film. But as far as the exploration and the intent and trying to find if there's life out there, it certainly um, certainly captured it um, very perfectly, I'd say. I think so, too. And I think like the juxtaposition of of the vastness of space and and trying to search for something, you know, outside of ourselves versus the intimacy of of Brad's journey within himself and his father and that relationship is so it was outstanding how James did that the director I thought it was great because we have such a big scope of the world and the universe and yet what's the task at hand is the healing of that relationship it's still that total human element totally absolutely and I think that's that's why a lot of people resonated with it on such a deep level I think you hit it on the head too about saying like there was no aliens, you know. I think right. we were expecting that. And yeah. to not have that and have just a human connection going on was is is so good. He did such a great job. Wow. And I love how um, it's, it seemed to be accelerated. Um, I guess it takes a, a few more ye- I guess now with the technology and space travel, it takes a lot longer than it does to travel in the world of Ad Astra. It seems right, like, right. Yeah. Well, I think his longest leg was 78 or 79 days. To get to Jupiter, which is long. That's long. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we developed that uh, speed of uh, transport, space transport, just yet. But (laughs) not really. I think it's amazing just to see uh, Jupiter and then Saturn's rings is just like wow, it was mind blowing. It was really. Visually, it's a stunning. Are you about to break in the song, Al? No, it's a stunning to the moon. It had it had (laughs) a lot of well, it had a lot of. (laughs) Have you seen Interstellar, General? It had a lot of those elements (laughs) with Interstellar. um, You know the George Clooney, um, Sandra Bullock uh, film. That's not Interstellar. Oh, sorry. What is the name of that? So it had a lot of those moments. That Um, was. Yeah. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. You know, yes. I can't think of the name. I thought it was Interstellar. Sorry, my my bad on that one. But it had a lot of those. Gravity. Gravity. yes, Yes. That's it. Add a lot of those like on the edge of your seat type, just you know, when when they're in that aspect of space where they could just 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 fall off and, and lose grip of whatever they're grabbing to and fall into space. Mm-hmm. And, which I guess I shouldn't say anything further because it would be a little bit of a spoiler. But uh, yeah. man, it's just it was it kept me on my seat. It really did. So. I love those yeah, kind of movies. Absolutely. It did, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm more with the Chris. We talk a little far from the planet. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. no. I, and I was saying earlier, I'm with the critics. I know that the critics score for Ad Astra was a lot stronger than the audience score, but I, I am on the critics with this yeah. one. This was uh, certainly a strong film. Yeah, me too. And I think, like, because, you know, some people, uh, we just assume, oh, a space movie where we're going to be, it's a popcorn flick and it's a big, you know, explosions and aliens and this and that and right. for it to be different like you had touched on right um maybe maybe it did throw some people off maybe it didn't who knows so you know not every film's going to touch everyone um so it's it, i i think it's telling that the critics gave it such a big score because that's their job <laughs> yeah. yeah have they alluded to yeah, a s- have they alluded to a sequel and is a sequel possible they have not but i i can 
see how they could develop something out of that. Absolutely. I would love a sequel. I love the director, James. He was, he's amazing. And, and I mean, Brad, of course, would have to be in it because he's fantastic. It's one of my <laughs> favorite roles that I've seen him play in a long time. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm, I'm down for a sequel. And then we need another Virgin Airlines flight attendant. I'd that, like to do another, I'd like to do another Tonight Show skit with Brad myself. So. <laughs> No doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's called The Gentleman at the Bar, <laughs> Kale, if you want to check it out. <laughs> on, okay, on YouTube. I will. I will, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so let's, right talk about, let's talk about some other uh, amazing projects. You have. So first of all, you have uh, Rogue Warfare that's coming out this weekend, right? Yes, it's coming out on Friday. I cannot wait. Let's for talk this. about I'm the so film. Excited. Yes, you're, uh, you play a traumatized Middle Eastern mother whose entire family is yeah. wiped out in a terror attack. Wow. So we're talking a, a very wow. re- realistic uh, war based film about terror uh, with terrorism aspects in it yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and i and i'm lebanese so you know it was it touched home for me because a lot of my family is in the middle east still so yeah. it it, sh- it kind of sh- this part shined a big light on like the terror you could say that happens in their own backyard and yes it, it's overseas and it's the u.s versus this and and vice versa but for the people who are the byproduct of it that live there, that have to deal with the homegrown terror, it's Goofy. heartbreaking. And to play that and have compassion, massive compassion for those people and be able to portray that in a character mm-hmm. was, I'm so excited for it. I, I feel really proud of my work and I cannot wait for people to watch the film. So the, yeah, that, that really yeah. that really hits home for me too because oh, I'm, okay. I'm Persian. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of family yeah. in Iran, and um, yeah, the uh, there there is that specter. I mean, there isn't really terrorism in Iran, but there's always this looming specter of war. Yeah, and yeah. so it's yeah, that's. Did you uh, did you have to go on? Uh, did you have to travel? Like, where was that? Where was Rogue Warfare filmed? They actually filmed it in the desert of California. Nice. So they nice. filmed it, I believe, at the same location that they did parts of American Sniper. Oh, okay. Um, because a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of California, the dry desert hills look like some of the hills in, in the Middle East. So we were in the same location of some of the parts of that film. So well. it was really cool in the way they built the set. It, it felt like I was there. I actually took a video and sent it to my dad just to see, you know, because he, he's my dad's Lebanese, just to show him. And, of course, it's, it's a little different. It doesn't look as war-torn as the, the set pieces that we had. But it was really cool. It was it was a little slice of it to see it. Have um, you been back to time. Lebanon? I have not, and I'm desperate to go. Yeah, it is well, on my list. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. the same way. I haven't, I haven't been to Iran since I was two, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're overdue yeah. a trip. <laughs> yeah. So right, yep, right. But it's, it's different, you know. It's, it, it's different than here, so you just mm-hmm. prepare yeah. yourself for that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're working with Stephen Lang, um, great actor. Uh, he did great in the Avatar films, and uh, of course, uh, he's done a lot of work. Did you work closely with uh, Stephen Lang? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. He wasn't in my scene. He he's more of the good guy. So I'm with some of the not so good guys in the scene. Um, I can't say anything, so I don't want to give it away. Sure, but, no, yeah, no doubt. Stephen's role is. It would be great if I was with him, then I probably, my family would have been alive. But he's not in the scene with me, okay. unfortunately. Will Yoon Lee is another name. Um, I remember uh, meeting him. Uh, 
uh, a couple uh, years ago at the New York Comic Con for his show Falling Water. How did you like working with Will? Did you work closely with Will at all? No, I didn't either. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm ruining this right now. <laughs> oh, no. This is, this I didn't. Is, you're good. He, he, he worked, like, the day after me. I was, like, so excited thinking that. But he's he's the good guy, too. So the I, I good guy, right? Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was surrounded by all the bad guys. I don't know what I did to deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, got, I got the bad people. Right. But I love Will. He's great. I, I have a lot of friends who have worked with him in the past, and a couple of people that worked with him up in Canada. And yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm sure I'll see him this weekend at the screenings. But There uh, you go. Yes. Are we expecting yeah. a na- – this is going to have a wide uh, theater release or a limited theater release? Yeah, it's just a limited theatrical release, and then it will go straight to video on demand. Nice. Uh, we'll have to look out for it yeah. for sure. So being yeah, half, half sure. Lebanese, um, do you mm-hmm. usually get cast in Middle Eastern-type roles, or are you able to play other ethnicities or – or non uh, Yeah, I go both rules. ways. You know, most people think I'm Greek or Italian. Um, <laughs> I know, like I know that feeling. Yeah, you, right? you get the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played everything uh, in, under the sun as well. So, <laughs> as, yeah, as a multi-ethnic I, I actor, it's I, funny because like I, that's good. I worked on a commercial um, behind the scenes a couple weeks ago, and they they cast somebody clearly to me in the like Filipino, but they're like, oh, Hispanic man number one, and I was like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I've, I've done <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, that. I can see the difference, <laughs> but sure, okay. Work, baby, work. Yeah, it's all about getting work, you know. And so, I, it is, but I think they're getting a little more mindful and and yeah. trying to be at least more specific right. of like going for that specific ethnicity. Right. Um, it, but assuming you can find that after. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure, they are up against challenges of their own with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine also that's kind of an asset for you because that really does broaden the um, the range of roles you can play, mm-hmm. even if it is kind of absolutely a, kind of a backhanded yeah, thing to say it, too. But <laughs> well, no, you know, it's probably every it's like my agent's dream in a way because I can mm-hmm. some casting will see me this way and some will see me the other way, so it's great. I can go. I'm ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Ethnically ambiguous go. is like lifeblood. So the other half, uh, yeah, one yeah, half is Lebanese, the other half is Caucasian, perhaps. Or? Uh, uh, my my mom's side is uh, Irish and English, uh, and there's some. You know, I'm gonna do the 23 and Me and get real specific. Oh, and you'll find so out you're part Mongolian too. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a that's actually a real thing where like because apparently Genghis Khan's um, like, genetic so material is in so many people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like something. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like that's something people would do. Like, oh yeah, I did the twenty three and Me thing, and so now I can click all these other boxes yeah. in Actors Access, and it's like I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can you though? Can you know? Yeah, we, we like there's there's some there's some uh, ambiguous things there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah, I'm sure you cook them all as well. Yeah, I am everything. Yeah, proof, so. Awesome. So, yeah. Kayla, I have a I have a question for you um, from your bio. It's really interesting to see you're currently developing a film about the World War II experience of your grandfather. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is on my mom's side. So my my grandfather was. Um, the Royal Canadian Air Force. He was a, a rear gunner in one of the planes. So uh, in World War II, when they deployed out of England, they got shot down just above Lorient in France. And the minute his plane crashed, 
he was on his own and he had a journey, I think it was like 800 or something miles behind enemy lines. Jeez. So this was when, um, mm. yeah, Germany had already invaded France by himself to get to uh, Spain, to neutral territory. So he recorded everything into a recorder as soon as he got back home. Nice. And those tapes were disintegrating, so my uncle transcribed them. So I have this manuscript, and uh, I'm actually meeting with co-writers as we speak to develop it into a screenplay because Canada doesn't have, like, its calling card for um, a, a hero story in the war. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. – I was I was about to comment on that. I mean, you know, we, yeah. live in the, we live in the U.S., and obviously we're very U.S.-centric. So, like, and I think about how – like, you don't really think about how, how much uh, Canada has contributed to, like, World War One, World War II, Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. Right. right. Wow. It's, yeah, it's huge. It, it, it was actually right between the time of uh, – it was right before the Americans came in, mm-hmm. actually. So it's kind of a cool, like, slice of time that there hasn't been a lot of story around. And there's a lot of beauty in it, too. A lot right. of people absolutely. who weren't living in that country, who weren't for or against, they were just neutral – they, you know, and living in the remains of a, a war-torn country again, um, how they helped him and and who he could trust, who he couldn't. So many close calls, and it's just really beautiful. And I'm so excited to develop this. Yeah, I'm I so imagine. Thankful for it. I imagine that's like a huge passion project for you, especially because it's about your family, your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and he's no longer with us, and, you know, that generation of veterans is, is what do they say, there's like, I can't remember the stats, but it's like 100 or 500 of them are die every day or something. So oh, my goodness. Less and less we have these stories, and again, there hasn't been much out of Canada, so I, I think this is going to be a really great piece to share. Oh, I think wow. that will be awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, we yeah. certainly have our oh, eyes peeled for you. that. I'm looking forward to yeah. a film called Bliss with uh, Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. I've heard about this film. Yeah. You have a role in this. If you could talk about a little bit about your involvement in this. Yeah, absolutely. It is a really interesting film. Um, uh, I cannot wait for that one to come out. It's, it's not what you expect. And the roles that Selma and uh, Owen play, it's, it's serious and it's dark. Um, so immediately when I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's going to be a comedy. Like, they're hilarious. And I read the script, and I was like, okay, not at all what it is. It's actually quite serious, and it's really, really good. So I play, um, like, a scholar that is chatting or talking with Selma's character after she does this big TED Talk on this huge invention she came oh, up with. Oh, sweet. Um, and, and, you know, without giving too much away, things unfold, and there's many twists and turns uh and uh, my scene is right as the story starts to take a turn um and again i can't i would love to tell you but i can't um but it's it's a very uh it's when everything goes down when can we expect bliss? Fun. when does bliss get released i don't think it's out till at least next year okay they they shot in croatia after we filmed um so it's probably usually about a year of post. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 2020. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely have to look out for that one for sure. And yeah. uh, another role I'm reading here, which looks uh, well, actually, I really want to talk about your one of your first film roles uh, was working with Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. 
um, yeah. with Kelly the waitress. Uh, how was that experience? And was Ryan oh God, pretty much joking so on set the whole time? He seems like some be like a lot of fun to work with on set, you know. That. Um, he was hilarious. He's so <laughs> quick and witty, uh, yeah. and yes, on the ball. He was a pleasure to work for. Very professional, um, and and just getting to watch him and his process, like before you know they call action, just seeing what he did for a relaxation thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's an actor trick. That's what I do too. Like, and, you know, we got to relax our instrument. So just being able yeah. to have, like, uh, an actor's eye on it was really, really cool. Um, but the other character in the scene, T.J. Miller, who I'm sure you're familiar with, he yeah. was hilarious, too. So it was so hard watching those two just riff off of each other <laughs> and oh not laugh goodness. and ruin the scene. I, I've, it was so funny. I would Every be cracking up. The whole crew would start laughing. Yeah, yeah. I would be cracking it up. That's awesome. so cool. I'll have to rewatch it and look for you for sure. <laughs> Yeah. That is awesome. So that yeah, was one of your first. So that's one of your first roles because you actually did a lot of stunt work. I'm I'm seeing here in your IMDb. Um, I guess prior to yeah. to, to yeah, I guess transition into acting. How was that process of transition yeah. from stunts to acting? Well, you know, oddly enough, stunts were kind of like a, a day job. It, it kind of just fell into like I had always been acting before that. I was training. I was taking classes, and you know how this industry goes. Sometimes something will be put in front of you and you switch gears for a minute and then you come back and and I did that I'm very athletic I grew up as a gymnast and and it the stunts just came in my direction and it was an avenue for me to to work and to gain experience and get into unions so I did that nice. and uh, awesome. it was great it was it was great but there comes a point and I'm sure other people can understand this whether you're shifting gears from writing to directing or or producing to directing or anything, you just you a little have bit. To say no <laughs> and, and change lanes, you know. Yeah. You even have so, to like you have to like switch I, on and off like a part of your brain, you know. Like you have to be like totally. in one second you're like, oh yeah, I'm in I'm in acting mode, and the next second you're like in directing mode, and then like thirty seconds later you're like, oh wait, I have to think about the budget now. Shit. You know, and then like and like right, as a producer, right. as a produ- yeah. from the producing side. But I can only imagine. Like I'm hoping hopefully this winter to figure that out with the yeah. stunt side. But the stunts to acting it's thing a sounds lot of hats awesome. To wear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like cool. Be multi hyphenate because yeah. that's what we need. Multi hyphenate. Like that's what this this generation this is the times that we're in right now absolutely but at the same time mm-hmm. especially with stunts versus acting um you know there's a little bit of a stigma out there that like stunt performers can't act so you kind of I- either have to prove them wrong which you have yeah. which you have Thank you. but there's there's <laughs> yeah. so many stunt people in your position um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or want to be in your position is what I meant, Kayla. With, with that they want to get more in the front of the camera, mm-hmm. and they like doing the stunts, but they haven't been able to transition quite yet. And I'm, mm-hmm. again, kudos to you for making that transition. Was that a real Ooh. struggle transitioning, though? I mean, like, did you really feel like you had to really go the extra mile to prove that you could, you know, you weren't just a stunt person? No, I don't think so. So much for me because, like I said, I was training and acting beforehand. So, and, and, and I was, I had the uh, awareness to know, oh, you know what, I'm only going to take a couple jobs because it could very well, like you said, go down that way where it becomes super challenging to make that shift mm-hmm. in that transition. So I, I put the brakes on because acting's my baby. And yes, nice. it was really fun doing stunts and, you know, you make good money and you have fun and you're challenging yourself. But I was like, hang on, 
this is not what my heart is telling me to do. I mm-hmm. don't be so shifting gears back. So I think like anything, if it makes you happy, go for it. But if you're really, really wanting to act, you have to do the hard work and say no to that job and go see an actor. I want to be real for like one second. Like, was it scary to like, when you were making that switch back, were you like, did you ever have those moments where you're like, holy shit, what if this doesn't work? Yeah, because the opportunities to do stunts were there. And mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are in that in that department. So that community and that opportunity was like, the path was very clear in that way. I'm like, oh, wow, I could just slide right into this. Um, so, yeah, and like, you know, you're... I hate to say it, but like your ego gets on board and it's like, whoa, you can work all the time. And, and <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> right. No, no. I'm going to listen to my heart. My heart's like, I'm an artist. I want, and I want to act. And I, and stunts are high demanding jobs. Like, look, people get hurt and yeah. work. So, um, it's, if you're not in it, don't, don't do it because look at the, look at what you're asking yourself to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's not fair to me and it's not fair to production, you know, if you're mm-hmm. not like 100 percent, 100 dedicated so. to it, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's like stunts are no joke. I have yeah, to, my goes off to them. Right on, but I, this is kind of interesting. Your the role I want to talk about next um, is a lead skydiver role in the upcoming oh horror yeah. thriller Hex. So. Okay, when that's when I read the lead skydiver, I think, wow, you're really bringing your stunts to the forefront in this acting role, which is, I guess, it had benefited you. Tell us a little bit about this role in Hex. Oh, my gosh. This was so much fun to film. So this was my first film that I did a lead role in. Woohoo! I, yeah, it was so much fun. I learned so, so much. It was really cool to be able to see a character through from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's a skydiver. And it's about a group of skydiving um, people that are going out to do this this one formation in the sky that turns out to be cursed. And a bunch of terrible things happen afterwards. And it was really cool because skydiving through my family, like my cousin is a big skydiver. He's a friend of master. So I kind of, I grew up around it. I've been to the drop zone since I was a kid. Nice. Um, so to be able to go to one, yeah, and film and 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 be back in that world, I was like, oh, I know this world. So I bet you when you uh, saw that breakdown, really, you're like, this is me, this is me, cast me, cast me, cast me. Yeah, well, it was really <laughs> so a friend of mine was actually producing it, and he needed someone to just do a table read. They weren't even at the casting phase, and I was like, yeah, I'll do you a favor, and we'll come hang out. And they just the writers just needed to hear it out loud. They just wanted to do a table read. Yeah, of course. I and then say they called me back again. Oh well, I was just gonna say okay. that is an incredible, like that is such a unique premise. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> and, like awesome I, I don't premise. think I've ever heard of anything like that before. Skydiving in the horror genre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like yeah. a horror film in and of itself, just skydiving. But you girls afraid of heights, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool. It's I mean, there's not really much out there, uh, <laughs> and like some of the guys that did the skydiving in it for like the doubling for some of our characters. They're like four-time Red Bull champions, world-class skydivers. They are amazing. Wow. So it this, it looks awesome. It looks really, really good. Oh, we can't uh, wait to see it. But I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Sounds awesome. I think they're in distribution right now, so it should be up pretty soon. How yeah, often do you go skydiving? Um, not often. <laughs> You're going to kill me. I haven't gone. I can't. 
I haven't gone. I had a double do it. Oh, <laughs> the now, truth comes out. Now it makes sense. <laughs> I didn't lie. I just hadn't told you the truth yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you're we right, appreciate right. the honesty. Well, but I mean, that's that's still really that's really awesome. And I mean, you know, it's one thing to be an actor to like be like, oh yeah, I can like act like you know I've been skydiving or like I understand skydiving, right. and you can do your research. But like to actually have that background anyway is already like a cut above in my yeah. opinion. Regardless, think, regardless of whether or not. And I doubt Keanu Reeves did it in Point Break. I really doubt he did. It, I so. mean, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's no production company. There's no insurance company that is going to let your actor do that. There you go. Unless exactly. You're Tom Cruise. Cruise. Unless you're Tom Cruise. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wow, what a great interview. Kayla Adams. Wow. At Astra, still the top one of the top movies in, in the country. Um, you can still yeah. see it in theaters now. And of course we'll look out for Hex and Rogue Warfare um mm, coming up so soon. Excited. And rewatch Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> That sounds like a great plan wow. for a rainy night. Yeah, or, right? any, or any night, let's just right. be honest. Kaylee, if you could, before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are. You can throw out Ad Astra. You can throw out Bliss, Rogue, uh, Warfare, whatever. And let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out whatever you want at the end. Great. Yes. Hi, I'm Kayla Adams. You can check me out in Ad Astra and Rogue Warfare this weekend. And I am on the Below the Belt show. Thank you so much for listening. Wonderful. That was great. great. Kayla, thanks for calling in. That was amazing. Thank you, everyone. I had such a good time. Thank you so much. Right. It was great awesome. chatting, Kayla. All right. Good Thank- night. Bye. Bye. See you.